Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. I received a question via Instagram the other day, and it took me a hot minute to sift through the weight of the question. After taking some time to reflect, I'm ready to answer it here, knowing that I may not have all the answers, and and this is my opinion based on my own background knowledge. So the question was, how do you teach your children to be successful in a play-based center, especially coming from more traditional programs? So I think I want to break this down into a few different chunks. First, I believe we need to break apart the word success And after we break that down, I want to chat about how children show up in our program and acclimate. And then I'll speak a little bit about how children move on from our program to acclimate in a traditional elementary school setting. So let's first dive into that word, success. Everyone's definition of success is different. We all come from different backgrounds with different upbringings and different values, different morals, cultures, and so success is a very relative term. One teacher may think that success is getting children to sit quiet and complete a worksheet without talking to their neighbor, and another teacher may think success is having a child be able to ask someone for a thing that they need. One teacher may think that having a child create a replica paper plate penguin is success while another teacher thinks success is figuring out how to take the cap off the glue so they don't have to mess around with squeezing it all out. They can just get to the dumping instead. We determine what success is based on by our own perceptions. To me, success is a child being able to talk about their emotions. They're able to ask for help if they need help. They can ask a friend to play if they have never asked that before or even be able to zip their own coat. Success is using a Kleenex instead of their finger or make it through playtime regulating their emotions instead of yelling at another child for looking at them. So in my program, we don't measure success necessarily on academics and conforming like traditional programs do. We measure success on life skills and self-regulation, social and emotional health, and how the child is feeling about themselves. And the thing is, when a child comes to us from another program that doesn't have the same values and understanding of child development as we do in my program, we know that we need to give them three big things. We need to give the child time, space, and support. And if they can get those three things they're going to be on the path to a magical childhood, the magical childhood they were meant to have. And brain research says so. So let's break those big three down. Time, space, and support. Time. I know I've talked about time before. Children need time to play. Children need 45 minutes 
a minimum of 45 minutes of uninterrupted free play at a time to make that time worth it as far as the scale of deep learning goes. Here's why. And you may have heard me talk about window shopping before. When children walk into a classroom full of all the things and all the fun things, they window shop. It's like you going to Target, sorry, Canada friends, or a shopping mall. You don't buy everything you see all in one visit. You look around. You touch things and you smell things and maybe stop to say hi to someone you know. You browse and you look at book covers and you go through the holiday aisles. It takes a while to really decide what you want and to get all the things and then to buy them. And chances are you spend more than 45 minutes in Target. <laughs> it takes a while to it's the and it's the same with early childhood. The children come in and they see all the fun things and they may stop at the sensory table to smell or touch the lavender rice. They may scurry over to the art table to see what's happening there. They may sit down and cut out some circles or use the bingo bingo daubers to splatter paint everywhere and when they have their fill of that they may go to the big rug where some children are building towers with magnetiles they may, might build for a little while there but then they see that some more of their friends have arrived and they rush over to them to see if they want to continue to play the cheetah game that they were playing the day before then a resounding yes ensues and then there are cheetahs everywhere <laughs> then they, they might take about 10 minutes to figure out who's going to be the mom cheetah, who's going to be the baby cheetah, who's going to be the sibling cheetah. Well, I don't want to be the sibling cheetah. I want to be the mom cheetah. They have some conflict about who's going to be what, but they finally settle in. And we're about 30 minutes into the play already. And if we want that real deep learning to take place, the magic place where connections are made and discoveries are made, we have to let children play beyond that 30 minutes. And I would also like to say that I don't think 45 minutes is enough. That's a minimum. In our program, the children get blocks of two hours at a time between transitions from indoors to out and lunch and nap. Success is measured by each child individually because they are all in different places. So success for one may be asking another child for a turn instead of taking the block out of their hand. And success for another may be that they can finally reach the paper towel holder without the stool. Success for another might be only crying for five minutes when their parent drops them off instead of for ten. All children are successful at different points of their day. It is our own adult goggles that fog that up and want that success to be more visible. The second of the big three is space. Children need a safe space to be themselves. This means that the environment needs to be set up so they can feel successful in certain aspects. A room that is set up where there are many limits on things will leave children feeling defeated over and over again if the space is highly reg regulated. But if you have a yes space where children are mostly free to explore the materials in a way that they choose to interact with them, then they're going to find a lot of success. Like, if cars and blocks are never allowed to leave the rug in the classroom, children won't feel successful when they decide the block is a cell phone and they need to keep it in their purse and their purse needs to travel with them to the store across the room. So take a look at your classroom environment. If you find yourself saying no a lot, children aren't going to feel as successful as they could if you can find ways to say yes. Here's an example. A child... Um, the other day was crashing a truck into our glass door that parents enter in and out of. It was so loud and it, I was so nervous the glass would break. It just didn't feel like a yes opportunity for me. So I said, 
you're having fun crashing that truck into the door, but that door could break. If you want to crush, crash the truck, you can crash it over there where there are pillows against the wall. So he took the truck over to the pillows and crashed away. And he also made a discovery that the truck bounced more off the, off of the pillows than they did off of the glass, the glass door. So that was space. And then part of having a safe space for children to feel successful is the third thing, which is support. Children need teachers and caregivers who understand child development and what children need to feel safe and secure so learning can take place. Children need adults in their lives that support developmentally appropriate practice, which should in turn mean that they embrace play so that the children can develop naturally the way their brains were intended to be developed. They need adults in their lives who will take the time to have conversations with them about things that happen inside and outside of the classroom so they can better understand topics that may be confusing. Success in the realm of support would mean that children feel safe and loved and connected to the adults caring for them in the classroom. That was a lot, but we're not done yet. (laughs) I always get asked the question, how will children from a play-based program be able to survive in a traditional kindergarten classroom when they leave your school? Well, guess what? Not many children can survive in a kindergarten classroom after leaving any early childhood program or from being at home for four to five, six years of their life. That is why there's a thing called kindergarten crash at the end of the day. The truth is that the transition to kindergartens aren't set up to be developmentally appropriate for children. Children have to hold it together all day and they conform and they have to act a certain way that their bodies aren't made to be acting. Otherwise, they, they fear that they get, they're going to get called out in front of everyone. And I don't know about you, but I would rather give children what their bodies and minds need and give them a childhood that is developmentally appropriate rather than get them ready for something they shouldn't have to get ready for. The kindergarten classroom should be ready for them to come into the space just as they are, to be able to use their body in a way that they were meant to be used, to be able to discover the world through play. So ask any parent if their child had a smooth entry into kindergarten. I bet most of them would say it was a hard transition. So there you go. Success is more about unpacking what you believe to be successful rather than expecting certain outcomes from children. So take some time to reflect on what your program or your administration or what you determine success to be and then take a step back and ask, is that really what success should be when a child is three? Or is that really what success should be when a child is five? Are my expectations in line with developmentally appropriate practice? All right, that's it. Take some time to head to my website. It's learning-wild.com. You can find lots of free resources and courses there that you can take to further your learning on play. And I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.